right. Well, welcome to Revolutionary Health. Revolutionary Health is a program of the Counter Narrative Project, and the mission of the Counter Narrative Project is to build power among black gay men and work in coalition and solidarity with all movements committed to social and racial justice. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. So here's a couple of things that you can do. You can follow us on social media. On Instagram, we are at The Counter Narrative. On Facebook, you can find us at The Counter Narrative Project. And on Twitter, you can find us at Building Desire. You are joining us right here from YouTube, most likely. And what you should do is go ahead and click the like button. That's the little thumbs up button here on this video. Make sure you like the video as you are watching it. If you have questions, please go ahead into the chat box and leave any questions or comments that you have as we go through tonight's program. So my name is Johnny Cornegay, and I am the Mobilization for Counter -Narr Mobilization Director for Counter Narrative Project, and I am joined with. My name's David Malbranch. I'm the token light skin person in this game <laughs> right now. <laughs> I am Damian Denson, and I don't have a. Hilarious tag. It's <laughs> <laughs> here to support this light scam. <laughs> I feel so oppressed and put on. <sighs> um, that's why we're not gonna get no Emmy now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Thank you so much. So tonight's show so um, is around erectile dysfunction. So um, please uh, join us, like I said, in the comments. Um, we will get to as many questions as we can as we go through tonight's um, discussion. So I wanted to open this really quick. So first of all, um, David, can you talk to us a bit about what erectile dysfunction is, what causes it, all of that stuff? Okay, this is where I get to be doctory. You get to be doctory. Right? So um, erectile dysfunction is kind of part of a continuum of sexual health disorders that men can have. Um, you talk about premature ejaculation or other kind of sexual disorders. Erectile dysfunction is just considered one of them. And basically it's just you can't get hard or the other term would be impotence. Um, and you have to think about the physiology of erections in order to kind of understand what can go wrong and why people can't get hard, why guys can't get hard. And you think about it, it's kind of a complex system that goes on between the brain getting turned on, releasing hormones um, that go from the brain, stimulate the testicles to produce testosterone, um, and then also complex with uh, nerves and blood vessels. So the signals go down through your nerves to open up your blood vessels in your dick, and then your dick gets hard. And basically when you get hard, it's just your dick is filling up with a lot of blood. So the blood vessels open up like that. And if you think about, you think about your dick, it's, just, it's kind of like spongy material inside, and it's got small blood vessels. So it's like a sponge, and you know how a sponge can get engorged with water and kind of get larger. It's the same way with the tissue in the penis or the dick. You can just basically fill it up with blood, and that's how it gets hard. And then eventually you get to a point where you ejaculate, um, and then it goes back down. And that's, again, kind of complex with hormones, nerves, blood vessels, and everything kind of works in tandem like that. So if you think about you know, different things that could cause problems with it, so we say, well, what could cause problems with this erection problem? So if you think about the brain, you're going to think about um, whether you're depressed or you're anxious or you're under a lot of stress. And so sometimes that may kind of get in the way of you getting turned on <clears throat> from an emotional or kind of a brain perspective. And then you think about other things that affect the nerves uh, or the blood vessels, things like high blood pressure, mm -hmm. diabetes. If you have some spinal problems at the waist, it can um, you know, produce problems with you going down there. So... 
uh, heart attacks, other kinds of things like that. Uh, certain medications can cause problems with it depending on how they interact uh, with your body. And so there's a lot of different things. But literally you're thinking about what comes in the way of your brain stimulating those hormones, what can block the nerves and the blood vessels from doing what they need to do, and then you can't get an erection like you want to. Perfect. Joel, John, and Walter say hello. Hey, y'all. Yes. Hey. Hey. Can, can I ask a clarifying question? Of course. So when the term erectile dysfunction, or ED, is it does it include both the chronic condition, which I consider impotence, as well as episodic uh, erection failures? Yeah. So, so, yeah, erectile dysfunction can be like a continuum. Okay. So it doesn't have to be that it's just for a long period of time and you've had it for years. And like an older person who is struggling because they have high blood pressure, diabetes, they've had heart attacks, and their blood flow and nerve conduction isn't as good. This can happen in someone who's like 21, 22 years old, under 30, and having a problem. It's just, and I think that's a good question because when I think about it, you always think about the norm. Like everyone's going to be different. So some people will say, well, you need to get an erection or you know, screw this many times every day or every week. And that's not the case. Like, people are different. Their rhythms are different. How much testosterone they produce is different. How turned on they are by certain things can be different. So it's literally about, like, what your norm is and if there's a difference from the baseline. So, like, for instance, if... And I used to see a lot of younger guys with erectile dysfunction in Philadelphia when I was practicing up there. And so some of the first questions I would ask, and one of the basic questions to ask when we start is, can you get a hard-on, do you get erect when you wake up in the morning? Because mm. during the nighttime, we get what's called, the medical term is called nocturnal tumescence. And so basically what we do is we get hard because the hormones are kind of fluctuating, the blood vessels are fu- fluctuating, we're asleep, yeah. um, which from the nervous system perspective can actually lead us to getting hard. So when you wake up in the morning, it's actually physiologically normal to be hard. So if someone says to you, like, hey, I'm having trouble performing with my partner or with partners or when I have sex, and you say, well, do you get erections in the morning? And they say yes. Then you know that the physiology, like the nerves, the blood vessels, all that stuff is kind of fine. Similarly, one of the questions that I'll ask will be about, can you masturbate? So I've had people come in and be like, okay, I had a girlfriend for a while, and now we're just not having sex anymore. And I was like, well, do you jerk off? And they'll say, yeah, I jerk off every day. Um, or I can jerk off and I don't have a problem with erections then. And then you have to go into the yeah. dynamics of the relationship. Because yeah. obviously the shit is working. Right. The piping, yeah. the, the, the pipes are working. So you have to just figure out, is there something else that's actually going on? Okay. Tony, do you want to read Walter's question? Um, sure. Thank you. Um, Walter, thank you so much for your question. <clears throat> Walter says, I'm a 37-year-old black uh, male, HIV positive, 19 years. Have um, have end stage renal failure and early stage congestive heart failure. Those um, those factors and meds affect my dick. Any suggestions? Thank you for that, Walter. Yeah. So Walter, and that's that's part of the problem too. Like when you think about um, some of the medications, whether they be blood pressure medications or heart medications. Um, Some of them can actually, uh, there's a class called beta blockers, which slow down how strong your heart beats, how fast um, it beats, and those kind of things can actually slow up uh, erections and cause problems with erections. There's also things with, and we'll talk about this a little while when we talk about treatment, but like 
uh, vasodilators that you use. So like medications to help drop the pressure by opening up uh, the blood vessels, those can also cause some problems with it. Um, antidepressants can cause problems. So things like Paxil, Prozac, Celexa, those kind of medications, those, that class of medications can actually cause problems with erections as well. But it's not uncommon, Walter, that like if you have end-stage renal disease, if you're on dialysis, if you have heart failure. Because if you think about it, again, the blood flow has to get down to your dick. Mm -hmm. So if you have heart failure and your heart isn't pumping as strong, it's not going to be able to get the blood flow down there like it needs to. So that's a great question. The the thing is, you ask, like, well, what can I do to treat it? So we're jumping ahead here, but it is a, a there's a few different things. So the first things people talk about are, you know, drugs like Viagra, Cialis, uh, Levitra. Okay. Uh, there's another one I'm blanking on the name of it. But those help to kind of open up the blood vessels so it eases the blood flow down to the penis. So when you do get aroused, your dick will get hard and it'll stay hard for a longer period of time. There's also penile pumps that people use to like ah, suction yes. the blood into mm -hmm. the penis where you have to kind of manually do it yourself. Uh, they also have penile injections where you actually have to inject. It's almost like an mm. insulin injection into your penis to inject the medication that opens up the blood vessels. So that can work as well. And then I think also they have penile prostheses okay. um, where you actually have something mm -hmm. surgically implanted into your penis to keep it hard. And then finally, I think one of the other treatments that I've read about in the past is they actually have injections that can go right into the tip of your dick, uh, the urethra, mm -hmm. and give some of the medication there. But again, once you start getting into those injections, mm -hmm. you can have problems with like pain and different side effects locally at your penis, so it's it's just going to be a little bit difficult. But in a situation where you have chronic medical problems like that, the medications may not work, so some of those options may be your only options. So what about some of those herbal rem remedies that you see at GNC, right. horny goat weed, <laughs> all that type of stuff? Yeah, so horny goat weed, I saw a show, and Yohimbine is another mm -hmm. one that actually works with hormones and blood vessels to open it up. Yohimbine I've read and heard a lot about that actually does work. And then the horny goat weed, I think one of those... Um, things and you you find like if you're driving especially in the southeast if you're driving you go to a truck stop or a gas yes. station they're all over there like right. keeping people hard they actually did uh, they had a story on the news the other day where they actually found that it had trace elements of the medications in Cialis Viagra, those kind okay. of things that were actually in there. So they had to pull them off the market because right. those are prescription drugs. Right. Those are prescription mm. medications. So you can't give those over the counter that someone right. could just stop to get gas and then pick them up. So yeah. there's a whole kind of thing. But those people that are trying to sell those are just trying to make money. So they don't care about the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, right. if they approve it at all. They're just trying to make a buck. And then as soon as people latch on and say, hey, you guys are doing this illegally, they'll find and change the name and rebrand re it, and they'll do all those kind of things. I want to bring in this question from John, because I think one of the things, um, I, I think I've, I've experienced this or, or seen it happen, but John's question is, can condom cause some not to be able to maintain erections? Absolutely. Part one of this question, and then um, erections are easier for me without them. Is it psychosomatic or performance anxiety? Mm -hmm. No, it's I think it's both. It can be both. It doesn't have to be one or the other. So there's tons of guys, like everybody. I've had this problem. I think that a lot of people could say they have this problem as well. When you put a condom on, it kind of constricts Stricts. the blood vessels. Yep. So you, you could get hard, and then once you put the condom on, if it's tight enough, it traps the blood vessel in your dick. But in other cases, because you can't feel the sensation, and the sensation have to do with the nerves, so when you're screwing or whatever it is you're doing, you can't get the sensation from the nerve endings on your penis with a condom on it. You're not going to be able to feel it. That can't go back to your brain to tell everything yeah. to kind of keep going. And so you lose the erection. It's a very, very common thing. But 
an important part that you mentioned in that is that it become it becomes very psychosomatic. And so what happens is that once you can't keep it up one time, it gets in your head. And I've seen tons of people where it's like, I can't fuck anymore. Like, yeah. I just can't do it. And once you get that embarrassment that first time, yeah. when you try to do it again, and so what I've done in situations like that is give people, like, a few samples of, like, Cialis or Viagra and then say, okay, and this is the way I'll term it. I'll say, go ahead and try these. Um, to try to get your mojo back. Mm -hmm. And then once you do it once and you actually function, psychologically it can give folks more confidence and then they can perform from then on. So it's interesting because it's not an either-or scenario because the medical kind of mixes with the psychological and they can feed each other. So it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So that's a great question. So, yeah, that was another one of my questions. So is that a placebo effect, meaning if you have that type of anxiety which is causing you not to get a reg, but you have a pill, what is working? (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, everyone's going to be different, but, like, the pill does actually work physiologically. Because even if you have that... Absolutely. Anxiety, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to overpower that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, okay. it's in that no matter what. Because the way the pills are working, the way these pills work, like Viagra, Cialis, uh, Levitra, they work by uh, inhibiting an enzyme that causes your blood vessels to open up. So they don't allow them to constrict. And it has a lot to do with nitrous oxide, which is also in poppers. So ah. for those of you watching that, like, use poppers, and we were having a conversation yeah. about this before we got online, but, like, you know, people use poppers, and the way I was introducing poppers back in the day, like I told you, was if someone was topping, they would they would sniff poppers like Rush or Jungle Juice, some of these other ones, to kind of open up their blood vessels so that their dick could stay hard. And it wasn't until later that I learned that bottoms use the it. Right, yeah. bottoms use that it. bottoms use it to kind of relax things. Yeah. So, you know, the thing is, is that physiologically it is doing something. Okay. Um, but... To say that it's not interspersed with like some right. psychological stuff is right. probably being short-sighted. There's got to okay. there's both in it in there. We should probably go to Jarrell's. Yeah. So um, we have a couple uh, Jarrell. Yeah. So um, we have a couple questions here from um, Jarrell. So we're gonna go there and make sure that if you're watching the video, oh, I'm looking at the question and not looking at y'all. Like, <laughs> please make sure you hit the little thumbs up to like the video as well, and make sure that you go ahead and share it as well on your social media if you are joining us and are enjoying yourselves. So thank you all for joining. Um, Jarrell wrote, at the age of 23, I was diagnosed with HIV. Um, up to the age of 23, I've always performed very well sexually. But since my diagnosis, I now have very low testosterone. My my former urologist has recommended to me that I take testosterone shots or HCG shots. I'm going to ask you what that is in a second. I'm not sure what that means. However, I don't always see a difference. Do you think HIV has any issues with this? And should I revisit a new urologist now that I live in Atlanta? Thank you so much, Drew. Yeah, Drew, that's a good question. I think um, one of the misconceptions about testosterone is that that is the end-all, be-all of erections. And it's Uh not. Testosterone actually... In most of the literature that you'll see, if it drops low, and normal values are between like 250 and maybe like 1100, something like that. If it drops low, your desire kind of drops down. Got it. Um, But the good point that Jarrell brought up is with HIV, you can actually have a lowering of your testosterone that can influence and kind of cascade into problems with erectile dysfunction. In my history of, of practicing with HIV and seeing low testosterone, the only times I've seen people have really low testosterone is when um, they've allowed the HIV to progress 
and it's getting to AIDS, an AIDS definition, and their T-cell counts are like single digits or double digits, and then HIV is kind of wasting away, and I see testosterone levels in the like five, tens, mm. um, like double-digit range, and it's really, really bad. And they're wasting, they don't have any muscle mass, they have no energy, and those are the symptoms that you have like low testosterone is that... Um, you don't have any energy. You're depressed. You have a depressed mm. mood. You may not have a good appetite. You don't feel like having mm. sex. Like all these different things can happen. So what I would recommend, and especially most primary care providers can give stuff like Vi- Viagra, Cialis, Levitra, those kind of medications. Um, but if you're having problems even with those or if you have some other conditions, then I would recommend going to urologist. I wouldn't underestimate also Jarrell and anyone there who's out there who's living with HIV is the psychological impact that HIV can have. And also, when you're fearful of transmitting it to someone else, if you're fearful about disclosure and how that plays with your psyche when you're about to have sex with somebody and how that can kind of cause you to think about other things and get distracted with it so you can't actually be in the moment and enjoy the sex. And that's why it's so tricky because it's so complicated with all the things that can happen. So it just, it becomes a real, um, it becomes a real problem on several levels. Um, so this makes me, this brings up just that very point. Like one of the things that I'm rec- I recognized personally from personal experience is that my experiences uh, with erectile dysfunction were due to things that were happening around me at the time um, where I couldn't be in the moment because one of the things I just read as I was doing research for this show is erectile dysfunction is not necessarily a consequence of age, right? Um, and in fact, I was talking to a friend of mine um, who, you know, is in his mid-50s and like, I has not experienced erectile yeah, dysfunction. Right. And it was just another reminder. And so thank you for just kind of bringing all that because it's a lot of, it could be a lot of different factors. Yeah, and two points on that. I, I think you, you want to avoid generalizing. It's kind of like, I think erections are almost similar to like, you ask somebody, well, how many bowel movements do you have a day? Everyone's yeah, got different yeah. metabolism, right? right? So yeah. some people can say, I go to, the, I have a bowel movement two or three times a day. Other people may have it once every three days, but yeah. that's normal for them. So the question to ask yourself is, are you off what your normal mm-hmm. is? And the mm-hmm. other thing that I, I will mention, and you, some of you said reminded me of this, when I take a history with it, one of the things I do is I go into childhood history. Mm-hmm. So like one of the things we don't talk about, and especially with young adults, and it can even carry over it when we're all getting older, is that your childhood teachings, like did you have a lot of religious teachings that told you that sex was bad, that masturbation was bad, that erections were bad? And then also, too, we think about we're a very porn-addicted culture. Very much so. And so you think about it, too. What I've seen in my experience is guys who watch porn a lot, masturbate a lot. So there are two things that happens when you watch porn and you masturbate a lot. One, your dick gets used to your hand, right? So then when somebody else tries to do something with you, it's not going to be the same. <laughs> right. You'll be like, dude, you're not doing, you're not it, doing right. it right. Could you lick on the hair? Could, yeah. you, right. could you put your hand right there? Could you put your finger in there? Yeah. So to try to get the stimulation because you know what you need to get to get off. Right. The other part of it, um, and I'm blanking because it was just no, so funny. No, because I was just looking at but, but seriously, like you can have those things where physically you don't get it. And then also the pressure to perform like a porn star. Yeah. So if you look at porn... And especially back in the old days, I don't know if it's as common now, but like in a lot of the produced porn, like people used to come at the same time, Absolutely. like with the gay porn, like, yes. and of course they're cutting and they're editing. Right. But if you're a teenager or a young adult and you're sitting there watching this and you're like, oh yeah. shit, like yeah. everyone's supposed to come at the same time. That's what you think the norm is. So you think it's a failure 
if both people in the sex act yeah. are not yes. coming at the yeah. same time. And so you think, okay, I have to do it like this. I have to uh, perform up to the expectations of a porn star. And that can put pressure on us and therefore get yeah. in your head and cause you to not have a good erection. And especially being a black man, there's the pressure of being aggressive and right. beating it up right. and all of this type of sexual behavior that your body might not even... Response. Right, right. Right, right. But you feel like that's what sex is supposed to be and look right. like or feel yeah. like. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's a good point because it's yeah. also like how people see you. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. they, what they want you to perform and what the stereotype based on how you look, how you're supposed to perform and if you yeah. don't meet that expectation. Yeah. And then if they act a certain way, you're going to feel some certain way after that and it's going to be crazy. So I will tell this to people who are watching out there. Don't underestimate the psychology mm-hmm. behind erections because it's a huge, huge thing. Not only causing problems with your erections, but then also if you have medical conditions that are causing problems with your erections and then it fucks with your head, mm-hmm. then you're going to really have problem moving forward mm-hmm. after that. Um, I think one of the things that this brings up as well is that need to... So if an individual is, ex- is ex- <clears throat> possibly experiencing like a chronic condition... Um, to try other things sexually that are still pleasurable, right? And um, and I have a question. So as you know, please comment if there are things um, that folks have tried um, where if you were experiencing um, trouble having an erection, where you tried something else and that was as pleasurable as um, something else you would have done. Um, but that did bring that up. Yeah, the other thing that I've heard people talk about before is that um, as we all get older. You expect that you're not going to be able to get as hard as much. Or erectile dysfunction can be defined as like, um, you get hard, you come, but you can't get hard again as quickly as you did when you were like 19 or 18. And the thing is, is that there's going to be a drop-off. Like after 30, it's well documented. There's a drop-off in erectile performance for all men as we get older. A couple things that people say about that. One is that lifting weights can help a lot. And that's why people say don't just do cardio, but actually lift weight because that actually can help boost testosterone naturally. And then that can kind of feed into this cycle working with the hormones, uh, working with uh, your nerves and with your blood vessels. And then also, I've heard some people say that like doing squat or leg exercises. And the reason why is that it increases the blood flow down there. Ah, so the more you work in your lower body, like if you're one of those people that like balloons up and got all the top muscles and then your legs are like this, that could be a problem mm. because if you're using your muscles, they demand more blood flow and more oxygen. So think of it that way. If you're doing squats, lunges, any kind of leg exercises, it's all going to be down in here. Mm-hmm. And so your body's going to demand more blood flow, more oxygen. And so naturally you're going to think that it's going to come down there. So again, it's about like the physiology, about your nerves, your hormones, your blood vessels, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And what about cock ring? Oh, cock rings can do that too. Can just keep it, and that all does is trap the blood, right? Right. Is there any harm in those? Because there's a lot of tight restricting of the vessels and all of that that's taking place. Yeah. So there can be damage. You can burst blood vessels with that, and it can cause a little bleed um, within right under the skin of of the penis. And then also, like if you, I've heard situations where people can't get them off, and then if you have, it's a condition called priapism. And they, they give it as a warning um, with the medications like Viagra, Cialis, Levitra, all those ones. And they say if you have an erection that lasts more than four hours, yeah. like you can actually do permanent damage to the spongy tissue and to the blood vessels in your penis. So with cock yeah. rings, just 
please be careful about that. And I mean, I know there's different ones. Like there's metal. There's the, the rubber ones, one. rubber ones. The people like the ones with the, the strap with the snaps, snaps on. Yes. So I, I know a lot of people that like prefer the ones with yeah. the snaps because you can yeah, just take that good. off if it yeah. becomes too uncomfortable. That's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am one of the things, that, and we we kind of touched on this as well throughout this. But I'm thinking like the performance anxiety piece. So when thinking about condom usage, right? Which is so. You know, there is the the barrier can sometimes reduce um, some of the sensation. Right, right, right. And so it's that can also be a factor as well, and it affects erections, and then condoms fall off, and et cetera. Um, so I just wanted to kind of explore that a little bit. Um, like what it means for us on the larger scale, or for for folks who are on the who folks who just are interested in using condoms during sex, but also recognize that um, there's a reason. There's a there. It may cause uh, some erectile dysfunction. Yeah, I even remember like when I was teaching a resident back in the day at Grady Hospital, and I was asking him. Um, he was like, "Well, Doctor Malbranch, what's the research that you're doing?" I was like, "Well, I do research behavioral research around like." why men, uh, you know, may not use condoms and this, that, and the other. And this was a cis, hetero, white guy. And when I said that, he was like, well, duh, it doesn't feel as good. And I remember thinking, right. and, it's just, right. and it's like the most simple thing, because yeah. you know, we do all this stuff and we like to pathologize, especially black men today, like mm-hmm. they pathologize us to say, well, why aren't you guys using condoms and why aren't this and this, that, and the other? And they don't talk about that in the general context that, you know, sex is about pleasure. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to find pleasure and putting a piece of plastic on your dick or rubber or polyurethane or latex, whatever the fuck it is, is not going to make the sex more pleasurable. Mm. It interrupts the moment, it interrupts the flow, and then the sensation on the tip of your dick. And, you know, if somebody is uncircumcised, you think about, you know, um, the foreskin that actually, actually, you know, rubs the head and kind of gives more sensation. And so you think about all these things kind of coming, it's no wonder that a lot of people have problems with erections um, in this country. Like, it's really something that's... And it's also a big booming industry when you think yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, Viagra, Cialis, like, that's billions of dollars a year for how much they charge. Unfortunately, there are prevention options out there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Not to be a prep evangelist. Right, yes. But there are prevention options yes. that allow us to, to make decisions for ourselves yes. about our pleasure and our protection. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's a good point because I think... We, we don't talk about, like, pleasure with all this. And then we always yeah. focus on condoms, condoms, condoms. And it's like, well, in this today's day and time, we have prep. Yes. Um, yeah. We have a pill that you can take every day. So if condoms cause you to have problems with your erections, you can still enjoy sex without condoms and still protect yourself. Right. Obviously, it won't protect against some of the other STIs yeah. like we talk about. But for HIV, if you're really concerned yeah. about that, it could help. So yeah. Yeah, you could, could you do another reminder about subscribing? Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you all so much for joining. I want to stop looking, thinking I'm looking at y'all here. Y'all are there. <laughs> um, thank you all so much for joining us. Please make sure that um, you are hitting the like button. If you are here and have not subscribed, please go ahead and make sure that you hit the subscribe button that is on your screen. And um, any fi- make sure that you put any questions in the chat box as well. Trey says, <laughs> thick thighs save lives. Thick thighs do save lives. Yes. Um, I want to go back. There was something that Damien said um, about like expectations and I think this is really important and specific with like black men and kind of what we go through like everyone expects us to have big dicks and everyone's going to be a top and everyone's going to you know fuck the hell out of that pussy whatever it is and 
you know, do all this other stuff. Charles is gasping He's over here. Like, I keep, he I, just fell out. Because I, I keep cursing. But, you know, I, I think that's a big part of it as well. Because you all, if you get on Grinder or Jack, there are all these non-black and white guys. Give me that BBC. Mm-hmm. Give me that big black cock. And so I don't think I've seen any studies that have actually, like, investigated, like, that culture and that context and how that impacts black men as far as performance anxiety, oh, okay. erectile yeah, dysfunction, okay. stuff like that. Like I've seen, I've seen studies about, about I've seen it about desire, desire and, and about the stereotypes. And the stereotypes. Yeah. But not in relation to performance. There was right. a race play study at UC San Francisco apparently. A race play study? Uh, yeah. yeah. There ha- and I saw I remember there was a study out of San Francisco that Patrick Wilson did about um, it was online chat rooms and just the stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it was the typical stereotypes. Like, the black man was always the top with the biggest dick. The Latin brothers were, like, really, really, you know, hot and passionate and this, that, and the other. The Asian guys were always bottoms with small dicks. And then yeah. it was the, the real fucked up thing about the whole thing, because they interviewed a whole bunch of different races and ethnicities, was that it was always like white men were kind of the reference point. Mm. The normative yeah. point. And so everything was kind of skewed one way or the other compared to that white norm. And so even when you look at these studies, they're kind of skewed in a racial fashion with that. But Did I think... You ever say, give me that big POC cock? Charles asked if people say give me that big POC cock so I've never heard give me that big people of color cock I don't think that I don't think that's been explained (laughs) (laughs) give me that cock of color Color. right That doesn't sound hot. I mean, they might be quoting some stuff over here. Right, exactly. Charles, you may want to copyright that. Someone's going to steal that. But yeah, I think um, with erections, there's just, it's it's very, very common. And I think we can do a whole separate show. We were talking about this before, like doing a show to talk about um, like poppers and how they're used and for the medical use and stuff like that. And one of the things with poppers as well as like Viagra, Levitra, because they're all opening up the blood vessels, they lower the blood pressure. And so you'll hear in a lot of these commercials, like people say, um, if you're on nitrates, because think about mm. nitrous oxide helps to open up the blood vessels, nitrates, the medications, which are used for heart conditions, like if you have mm-hmm. heart attacks, it helps to open up and improve the blood flow to your heart. What can happen is if you're taking something like Viagra, and you're taking these nitrates for your heart, it can really drop your blood pressure, cause you to pass out, uh, ironically cause another heart attack because your blood pressure is so low, you're not getting enough oxygen to your heart and do all kinds of problems. So they tell you if you have any heart conditions like that or if you're on any other what they call vasodilators, medications that open up your blood vessels, um, to just be very careful when you're using poppers or when you're using Viagra, Cialis, stuff like that. And thank you so much for that, because I know that one of the things we haven't talked, we didn't talk about on this show, but um, there is also recreational use of Viagra as well. Um, that could be an entirely separate topic. Um, yeah. But I think there's a couple of things that, um, as we wrap up, um, that came out. One, I do want to thank everybody for joining us and being very active in the chat mm-hmm. room. Um, but I also, one of the things I think we do need to talk about at some point is we do need to talk about like black men and penis size too, because we do come in all different sizes, and I think so often society tells us that that's not true. Right. Um, so, a couple of things before we go. Um, make sure that if you haven't, go ahead and like the video. That means hit the little thumbs up uh, sign that's on the screen. Um, and make sure that you so- uh, subscribe to the counter narrative page here on YouTube. 
Um, please make sure that you follow us on um, Instagram at The Counter Narrative and on Facebook. You can like our page at Counter Narrative Project. You can also follow us on Twitter at Building Desire. Um, thank you so much for joining us for Revolutionary Health. We will be um, back next week um, and we'll be talking. Uh, we'll have another conversation here. I just knew what the topic was and I forgot. So, <laughs> it's uh, prep and stigma. It is prep and stigma next week. Prep evangelist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Prep and stigma next week. Um, please, please join us. Thank you so much for being with us tonight, and have a good evening, everybody. Bye, y'all. Bye.